0: love this podcast support us by leaving us a five-star review on apple podcasts
1: hit the link in the episode description to support us now thanks for listening and enjoy do you have something that you feel insecure about
2: <laughs> yes that outfit oh i'm just kidding i'm just
0: kidding i wow shots of fire yeah i do so, so many
1: things what would be like your the biggest one that would cripple you almost
0: my most insecure part about myself, for sure, is, like, right now, uh, my, my neck, right? Because I got, like, this loose, flabby skin. It's so gross, and I can't wait to save up enough money to get that shit tucked and tightened, you know?
1: Wow. Okay. Eddie?
2: I guess it's my writing. I do a lot of writing at work, and I'm always triple checking, not wanting to sound stupid
1: that's interesting because i I have one like that too like i'm always like i feel like i'm not like clever enough or or, like sometimes even like smart enough like i don't catch on as quick as i feel like i'm very space cadet sometimes but physically i do yeah that's like what i'm insecure about but my physical attribute that i'm really insecure about is my gap teeth and my smile um and i feel like we all have something that you know when we look at either a picture of ourselves, we're like, oh, my God, you know, get me I at this never, angle. Or, or I would
0: never have guessed it because you're always smiling in your pictures. though.
1: Um, well, you know, again, like you said, in my 33 years of life, you know, I'm, I'm working to overcome these things. But it's amazing, you know, how it can just live with you forever in, in ways that you're aware of, in some ways that you're not even aware of. Today, we're covering one of the, you know, most famous plays of all time uh of Cyrano de Bergerac an 1897 play that has been adapted into film many many times but today we're just going to focus on the 1950 film with Jose Ferrer Cyrano de Bergerac the 1987 film Roxanne with Steve Martin and the 2021 2022 mm-hmm. movie starring Peter Dinklage that may or may not be playing at a theater near you it was not playing at a theater near me um and we're gonna oh, tell you you know you see I had to drive out like 20 minutes, that's not that bad
0: Oh, same, no, yeah, same, same. and I had to to pay full price
1: (laughs) Me too, because I had to see it at night and all Uh this stuff, but yeah We'll get into, you know, all that stuff in a little bit I'm Nicole And I'm Rolando And this is Remakes, Reboots, and Revivals An original podcast About unoriginality Before we get into it, just a reminder: if you enjoy this podcast, find us on whatever platform you listen to, and leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. Any support that you share with us is appreciated, and definitely helps us grow. And uh, we might be in the works to expand soon. So the more we hear from you, the more you know we're we're going to be looking to expand. So um, yeah, let's 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 keep going with this episode. Before we do, actually, let's talk about what we've been watching or you know what we've been indulging in. Because we haven't really mm-hmm. talked about that last couple episodes. Anything that okay. anybody wants to share?
0: I've been rewatching Frasier. Okay. Uh, Eddie subscribed us to Peacock because he wanted to watch a TV show, and I've just been binging Frasier like late at night. And you know who joins me? Someone who notoriously hates sitcoms, Eddie.
1: You notoriously hate sitcoms. Eddie? No, I don't I hate
2: sitcoms. <laughs> um he I, hates I sitcoms. get tired of sitcoms reruns in the background.
1: Uh, all
0: the time. I see. So I love so a that, good sitcom rerun in the background because, like, I don't have to pay
2: attention. I'm just listening yeah, to the jokes. Yeah, so he does. He does that. He just leaves them um, running. And,
1: background noise, uh, yeah,
0: like yeah, folding yeah. clothes. I'm watching a Frasier episode or Everybody Loves Raymond, which I I think I had mentioned before. Oh, uh, I was rewatching and stuff like okay. those,
1: yeah. Okay, uh, Eddie, what about you?
2: Well, the reason I got Peacock was because I saw the first episode because that's how they get you a Peacock. They gave you the first episode free. What was it? it? Was called uh wolf, wolf like me, wolf like me, which had the dumbest mm. title, wolf like me, and it was just an interesting uh twist on uh, basically a werewolf romance, which okay. sounds corny when you say that out <laughs> loud, but it was actually done very well, uh, and it was very heartfelt and very um, it was very interesting. It was very interesting. I recommend it. I don't uh, know if they'll do a season two, but um. It was a good it was a good story.
1: Okay. Wow. Uh for me actually I recently have been trying to watch all the all the big movies from twenty twenty one, you know, for this big award season. And I saw Spencer. Um with Kristen Stewart. And I'm not a big Diana girl. Like I don't really know much about Diana. And um, wow. I'm not like a person who cares about the royal family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was actually it was pretty good. I mean, um I think if you're a Diana fan you should check it out and really because I think that the filmmaker has something to say with that film um, and if you're interested in any commentary that it could provide then you should watch it all right so we're just gonna jump right into this week's episode because <laughs> this was what I kind of had to really convince Rolando to do and I was rem- I was like sitting there thinking about it. I'm like oh Rolando's gonna hate me because he hates musicals but then like I thought about it I was like I don't even really know what Rolando likes other than teen dramas and sitcoms what is your favorite like movie genre, Rolando? A movie genre?
0: Yeah. I don't know. That varies. I'm just. Uh, I don't really have a particularly favorite genre that I would gravitate towards. Okay. Uh, like I just. You know, if I like the idea, I'll check it out.
1: So it's more concepts. Yeah. I story guess, like concept that story. you. But yeah. musicals, westerns, they're kind of out already. Like westerns
0: are usually out. I'm not. I'm not a hard no. I could be convinced to watch them, but. Okay. Not like my fi- I don't gravitate to it. like just because it's a Western. I'm not gonna watch it. And what about period pieces? Do you like those? I mean, I like the tone. I don't know. It depends on the period, right?
1: Depends. The pe- like I like oh, okay. Atonement,
0: for example. Uh, Dunkirk. Yeah. 1917. Uh, um, you like war? Those, yeah. So those. Yeah. Just to say, he's like, oh, those seem to be about the same time period. Uh, I guess I do like a good period piece when it's like done properly, right? Properly. Like, it's, okay. It's, you know.
1: All right. Well, so today when we cover, you know, everybody kind of knows the story of Cyrano de Bergerac. So what we're going to do is we're just going to talk a little bit about, you know, the history and the story. And then we're going to move on to characters and kind of do a compare and contrast between all the three versions uh, that we mentioned. And then at the end, talk more about the films uh, and what we liked and what we didn't like about them.
0: Because I was on Reddit looking at what people thought about Cyrano. Mm -hmm. And I was shocked at how many people went in there saying... It's just like, oh, I never knew the story. And I'm just like, what?
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I think that a lot of people know the story without it being known as a Cyrano story. Now, also, I should preface that Americans call it Cyrano, but I think the rest of the world calls it Serrano. Um, oh, so really? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. so, so if we have any international listeners, you know, I apologize if the, you're cringing every time we say Cyrano, but this, these movies, they call themselves, like, they say Cyrano, so we're just saying it the Americanized way. Um Everybody knows the story, though, about a person who is, you know, physically not suited, in quotation marks, you know, for the his love interest. So, you know, he uses his voice, another person uses his voice to woo the girl that of his dream. So, like, that story I feel like everyone knows. They might not know the name Cyrano or Serrano or whatever it may be. huh. Uh, it's been translated many, many times. Um, but the first yes. ever time that, you know, because also Cyrano de Bergerac's a real person oh yes i didn't know that he was a real person he was a real person there's not that much that's known about his life um he and a i do big nose? Th- i do think he died young but again he died in like 1655 so there's not really much like there's no pictures of him there's not a lot of drawings or portraits that were done of him but um but, but what was
0: his no situation was it big well or? that's
1: the thing like when edmond rostand wrote the play he <laughs> kind of took a lot of liberties with this guy's life so okay. i wouldn't be surprised if that was you know something that he created a myth about cyrano or Cyrano.
0: i was gonna say the french really do love the deformities because they got cyrano uh they've got the hunchback
1: hmm. yeah what's they're another, all
0: yeah what's another french monster frankenstein probably
1: a phantom of the opera oh is that french yes oh, there you go, Phantom of the Opera.
0: The French really love their deformities, you know? They
1: do. They love to show you that it's all about what's inside. Um, Even though for you to call Cyrano deformed is a bit much.
0: Well, (laughs) I'm just saying, like, what the people, like, the people in their world refer to them as, right? Mm. They're, they're, They're looked at as, like, other. They're looked at as monsters. They are looked at as, you know, not
1: normal. This is true. Uh, Cyrano de Bergerac, the play by Edmond Rostand, premiered in late 1897. The period that it takes place is in the life of Cyrano de Bergerac, so about 1640. Uh, And it's been adapted twice uh, into different languages because obviously this is a French play. The one that we're probably going to know, uh, like we're the most familiar with, is the one that was uh, adapted by Brian Hooker. Uh, I think his is the version that the films really take a lot from, especially when he translated it into blank verse. So it's a, a form of poetry. Because also, I've never mm-hmm. seen Cyrano de Bergerac in the French language, but this is what I, I uh, believe to be true of it. So mm, please okay. email us if I'm just talking out of my ass. But yeah, so he's a cadet, Cyrano de Bergerac. Who is he? He's a cadet. He's in the French army. And he has a notoriously rather large nose. But he's brash, he's bold, he's highly intelligent, he's a poet, he's a great fighter, and he's very strong-willed, and and he's got what actually was first defined in this play. He's got panache. So the word panache comes from Cyrano de Bergerac, so much so that he even says, hey, man, come with me, like, come at me in my panache. Like, it's like something that he kind of came up with to to define himself. Um. Mm -hmm. And the word panache, if you don't know, it kind of means like a flamboyant and... Like a flair. Like a flair, reckless courage, all that kind of stuff. But, of course, you know, even though he's got this panache, he's also got a soft spot for a woman named Roxanne who happens to be his cousin. But he knows that Roxanne will never love him, or so he thinks, because of his nose. Uh, Roxanne falls in love with First Sight with Christian de Nouvellet. uh he's a new cadet in Cyrano de Bergerac's French army and she asks her cousin to help set her up with Christian but of course Christian is a soldier not a poet not a writer and does not know how to woo the overly sentimental and romantic Roxanne mm-hmm. so Cyrano writes letters for him and sends them to Roxanne. Of course, she falls in love with the words of Cyrano, but she thinks them to be Christians. And this is pretty much the story of Cyrano that is always the same in uh, any adaptation, like in Roxanne, that's the basis there too. They do change a lot of things uh, in both film versions of Cyrano. And anything that has openly been a at least even a brief adaptation of Cyrano de Bergerac. You know, the idea of a person calling to someone in a balcony and then having someone else, like, calling them, like, whispering them lines, I -hmm. think is, like, a kind of a famous scene, and that's from Cyrano de Bergerac.
0: It is a very famous
1: Cyrano scene. Yes. So the 1950 film, and we're going to... I'm going to just talk a little bit about that history. Jose Ferrer actually was in a Broadway play version of Cyrano in 1946. They they brought it to the... to the film and it was actually a box office flop but it had a lot of critical success and he actually won the oscar that year and 1950 was such a dynamic year for i think it's one of the best years of golden age of hollywood that's the year that sunset boulevard and all about eve came out born yesterday harvey uh rashomon came out that year the japanese film just a really great Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. and of course he so that year jose ferrer won the academy award for cyrano de bergerac Then in 1987, Steve Martin did a contemporary adaptation of it.
0: I know it's 87. It was my birth year.
1: Aw, so Rolando was born in that year, and some of the movies that came out that year were Full Metal Jacket, The Mm. Lost Boys, Mm. uh, Can't Buy Me Love, (laughs) a big movie, Wall Street, The Untouchables, uh, Adventures of Babysitting, which I think is one of your favorite movies. No, it's not. Maybe Eddie's. Eddie's. Mines. Yes. It's mine's. It's his, yes. yes. It's mine. <laughs> and then this new film uh, that has come out. So, yeah. So, all of them pretty much follow this story, right? So, we could talk about characters. We could talk starting with Cyrano de Bergerac and the different portrayals we get of Cyrano. As like I said, he has a lot of panache and stuff. Um, in the Roxanne version, they translate his name to C.D. Bales, and he's a firefighter uh, who also is the chief. chief. Yeah, the, he's, he's, the he's a fire chief. chief. And, but he also has, like, a, a pretty ridiculously comical long nose. It's not even, like, in the 1950 version, so does he. But it's also, like, for some reason, I bite a little bit more. Like, they couldn't have updated his nose even a little bit for the 1987 one. Is
0: it because it's in black and white and you forgive it?
1: That's maybe why. You know, like. It, everyone's yeah, in costumes to me, so it's more yeah, of a costumey yeah. thing. where I could see that. Yeah, I mean the
0: nineteen eighty seven one has a bird for God's sakes on Steve Martin's nose. For I think that's like a very famous image from Roxanne, right? I think so. Yeah, the bird on on his nose.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then Peter Dinklage <clears throat> in the twenty twenty one film, which obviously they changed the fact that in this version Cyrano suffers from dwarfism, and that's mm-hmm. definitely just way more effective of, of eliminating the whole nose thing because then everything. Uh, And it doesn't seem costumey. It's it's completely more feels more organic. But so which Cyrano, you know, do you think really kind of like when I say the word panache came from Cyrano, you know, which version do you actually think, all right, this guy had that panache that, you know.
0: Oh, if I had to say which of these three had panache, it would be the 1950s Cyrano for sure. But he is not my Cyrano. He my Cyrano is one that you didn't even mention the one who actually taught me about Cyrano and that would be wishbone on PBS. I think he had panache because the voice actor is always so uh, trying to be funny with it. And so the editing for that sequence, right? Where, uh, where Cyrano takes down like the first bully at the stage. Right. So it's just like, they just do jump cuts with like with wishbone, like on different parts of this guy's body. And it's so funny. And like, you know, the way they do the wishbone episodes is kind of silly in the way that they all the actors around them take the source material seriously like they're speaking in like the the in like kind of the accent that it's supposed to be but the guy who plays wishbone keeps it like american and silly and that is the definition of panache if that's not panache i don't know what it is.
1: uh you're talking about the dog show right yeah you don't know wishbone I just want to make sure that what you just spent a couple of minutes talking about was about. Dogs. I did. I
0: went on a diatribe about a <laughs> PBS TV show. Yeah, but that's actually where I learned about Wish uh, about about Cyrano for the first that's time. That's great. Right? So like, yeah. I actually, I knew about it's. <laughs> we're watching the new one. I think at a certain point, I'm like, I don't, I don't remember this part in Wishbone, the ending specifically,
1: because
0: <laughs> you know it's for kids, so they <laughs> yeah. So the they day don't. Day. They don't. Yeah. Uh, well, um,
1: yeah, so it's interesting you bring up how each version begins, uh, especially the ones that are set in 1640 is that, you know, all these people are attending a play and the actor Montefiore is on stage and then Cyrano just comes and just demands that he gets off. And mm-hmm. instantly it's like the perfect introduction to this character. You know, he, what a Karen, you know, right, he interrupts the show and he's just like, I told you, you know, to never come back here Now get the fuck off the stage. And everyone in the theater is living for it. Um, right. And it's like he's he's just not a, he's just a person of principles but he's also just like again he's bold and he's just he's has an opinion he's not gonna shut up about it and in every version too has where somebody comes for him and insults him whether it's his mm-hmm. nose or in the new one they call him a freak and he defends himself furiously mm-hmm. uh in the 1951 and the 1987 roxanne He's like, "Oh wow, you insulted my nose, huh? Here's 20 better insults than what you gave me," which is like the best way to ever come towards anyone who is harassing you. Right,
0: that's your nose thing, right? He's not just physically at ad- an, physically inept like to defend himself physically, but he's also smart. He's witty, and so he always it, so he's you know you you call him big nose and stuff and he just comes at you it's just like that's all you have like come on like and then same thing with you know in the new one uh like you said called him a freak and then it's just like okay if you couldn't have said anything else you're so original
1: yeah 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 um and that's the thing where you immediately know that this guy could defend himself and he's got a sword of armor but the thing that can break his heart is roxanne who in the original is played by Mala Powers? In the 1987 is played by Daryl Hannah, and in the new film played by Haley Bennett. Okay, Roxanne, what are our thoughts on Roxanne?
0: Okay, I've always hated Roxanne. Mm. Right, even since Wishbone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's my beef with Roxanne. Roxanne, most of the versions always try to play off Roxanne as like she's a hopeless romantic, but she's kind of just vain. Right? And even though her vanity isn't about like looks exclusively, they're fifty percent 50%, they fifty 50% percent are. Uh and uh as a result, like she's so blinded by her lust for Christian or her replace Christian, that version of the character, that like even when the voice changes, she's willing to ignore it. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so I have always had a problem with the character of Roxanne as a result. I think my favorite version of Roxanne comes from the movie Roxanne because at least that Roxanne isn't like just like this like romantic girl. At least like she, you know, she's like uh she's studying to be an and I think like a, a space scientist. I don't know what that's called. Not an astronaut. Uh astronomer? She, maybe uh, an astronomer. She's like looking out into the skies all the time. She's trying to discover a new comet. Kind of sounds like right. an, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> an astronomer, yeah. Okay. astronomer. I called it like a space scientist. So what the fuck is wrong with me? Um, and uh, it's late, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, and also, like, I-, I felt like they gave her something to do. And even though she was attracted to Christian, she actually doesn't, like, her interest isn't even peaked until he picks up a book that isn't his he picks up Jean-Paul Sartre uh, and like, that's when she's like, Oh, he's handsome and smart. Now I'm interested. Right. So at least I felt like this Roxanne wasn't just like straight up, just lusting after this guy and then assumed that he's so beautiful. He must be smart. At least she had like a reason to think, Oh, he might be smart. He picked up this book at this, uh, at this library, at this bookshop.
1: Well, I don't know if she ever says, Oh, he's so beautiful. He must be smart. She just wants him to write to her. And then when, no, he- both all, all three, all three, to, like the two other Cyrano's, like they, she says, he says,
0: it's like, well, how do you know that he's gonna be smart? And she's just like, well, how could someone so beautiful not be? Basically, is what she says. Mm, okay, yeah, Roxanne basically equates like beauty his with intelligence beauty to yeah. like his level of intelligence. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, valid, totally. I get that. I mean, I guess for me, you know, in the original Cyrano, that's her cousin, so one that's her cousin <laughs> so, yeah of course but I mean, she's looking elsewhere um in the not new necessarily, one necessarily, not back then not back then but still uh I give it to them for that I'm gonna say they were more ahead of their times where she's not looking at him because that's her cousin um and in the new one not so much but childhood friends it's hard to see someone that you've been friends with for so long in that light or at least to uh, uh, like open that up in yourself well or, that was a weird one because she was so much younger right? Well, then, we don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We
0: do don't mean, know about don't...
1: their ages. You could look at them and tell me that they are not, like, they are at least two decades apart. I I know in real life, yes, but in the plot or in the story, I don't know what he... their ages are supposed to be. You no know what I mean? Way. Yeah.
2: No I way. mean, he could have, like, had a very hard life, and, you know, hard life and no skin care leads to- What skin care? You're telling uh, me
0: the 18- uh, What year? 1700s? 1640s? 1640s in France during war with Spain- that they have great skin care. I mean, you saw the fucking Baron and his fucking powder. You, that shit was toxic. That shit would kill you back then. That's why Queen, uh, I think Victoria or Queen Elizabeth, one of them died because she was always putting that powder that was basically just like uh, a carcinogenic on her face, you know? Oh, my God. Please, somebody check check his
2: facts. <laughs> check his
0: facts. <laughs> it's one of those facts. Whoever was known as the White Queen, my point was that I they looked nowhere near the same age just did not
1: yeah so that was also then more maybe of a brother figure and he even says i am her brother or i am like a brother so uh i don't want to go as far as say father because i don't think he's that old and i don't know how young she is but i mean she did look this actress looks exceptionally young in my opinion <clears throat> i think she's actually not supposed to be that young uh Whereas in Roxanne, Daryl Hannah is first introduced to C.D. Bales, you know, and he helps her in and they seem to vibe from the get. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she's really into the fact that like, he's this really smart guy that she could communicate with and can defend himself really wickedly at a bar and all this stuff. And then she sees some, you know, guys with muscles and fuck C.D. Bales, it's all about this guy. So I would even say that this version of Roxanne actually, for the fact that she's a fucking astronomer, (laughs) and has every reason to, like, be the one person who sees C.D. bail for himself, doesn't. Well, so that's not true. She's my, she, that's why she's my least favorite Roxanne. Really? No, because, like, she
0: was actually asking around on C.D. before she met Christian, right? She was asking the bartenders, like, oh, tell me about this C.D. guy, like, right? He's nice. She was interested. She saw Christian. Is that that she lost interest? Like I said, her p- interest peaked when not only is he hot, but he is oh look at him he's reading sartre he has he can't yeah. be like he's not a dummy yeah. he's not just he's not just a hot face and that's when her interest peaked right so like i felt like and i think that's fine like i'm there's nothing wrong with someone's first appearance being strictly physical mm-hmm. right like like uh, or the first characteristic that someone is attracted to being physical i don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that right her wasn't hers hers was yeah, she she was interested, but like it wasn't until he picked up that book that she realized, like, oh, there might be something there. I'm going to pursue this. Yeah. And therefore ignoring C D, which I think is absolutely within her right.
1: Of course. Well, let me also say this. Maybe you're not giving enough credit to the depiction of this character because at the end of the day, like Roxanne is flawed. You know, she suffers from what we all suffer from, which is kind of shallowness. Which is a lot of people look at a person. How many times have you fallen for someone when you just were like attracted to them physically, but then you got to know them and you were like, "You're not who I thought you were." That's because you were being fucking shallow. Never. Um, oh, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and never. That's the thing. Because like, uh,
0: Eddie is the only person I've ever dated. So like, that's I never... different from
1: being in love and being attracted. What are you talking
0: about? Well, I've never. I've never had like I wasn't like a relationship. Yeah, you could have been
1: attracted and fallen for someone but not have been with them.
0: Nah, I don't think I've ever like just fallen, you know.
1: Oh, so R- Rolando is the sole exception. <laughs> well, to I, you know, it's th- shallowness. It takes, it
0: takes a lot of woo to make me fall, you know.
1: Oh, well. Oh, well. That's <laughs> romantic. Um, but again, sh- She's very poetic. You know, she has all these high standards, but she's a fucking human being and she's got some flaws and she tends to be a little fucking shallow. You know, she doesn't see Cyrano for who he is. And that's just like true to human nature. And that's why he's got these insecurities. I guess maybe my beef with Roxanne is just that, uh, yeah, you're right. I I could, Like I said, I
0: forgave Daryl Hannah's portrayal because it's just like, yeah, like it's her right to be attracted to whoever she wants to be attracted to. But... The red flags were all there for the other two Roxannes.
1: You know what I mean? They were not there for the Gerald Hannah one. Uh,
0: they were th- actually they were they there for out- all of them. Yeah,
1: you're right. They were there for all of them.
0: All three of them had the red flags that like they should have known it was not the this, this person they're
1: yeah. talking to is not how the same. true like- is that when you're in a relationship where you see what you want to see? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: What 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 is it? Um saying that goes um it's it's hard to see the red flags when you're wearing rose colored glasses oh yeah. absolutely like that. You know? okay yeah
1: and and uh, that's yeah i think that these portrayals are incredibly honest to human beings you know which is why it works so well for me um mm-hmm. and then there's christian there's right. the well, christian, really really yeah. pretty guy who also, you know, just looked at Roxanne and wanted to date her and all this stuff, but, you know, was like, well, I, I'm i never going to get it. He had his own insecurities. I'm never going to get a girl like that because I'm not smart and I don't know how to, like, woo a girl. Mm-hmm. And so he he uh, conspires with Cyrano to get her. Now, that to me, I think, would be the part that people would have the most gripe with, was all the lying and deceit, you know? Like, shallowness people have and it's like, whatever. But, like, we can control whether or not we deceit Deceive people. Mm-hmm. That to me would be the thing that I would have a little. I could see a person having a little bit more of a problem with.
0: Wait, so what are you saying? Like that we should be mad at Christian?
1: Well, we should also be mad at Cyrano. Oh, we should be mad at Cyrano. Yeah. Cyrano yeah. for sure
0: does, does, gets blame in this. And he's, he's also, blameless. yeah,
1: he's not blameless. And he's actually got, like, he's got way too much pride, but he's also he's... let his own self hatred kind of cloud his own judgment of himself and other people.
0: Cyrano is just like ancient uh catfishing basically i <laughs> got <laughs> ancient cat
1: i don't know if <laughs> i don't know if 1640 is ancient but it's ancient to
0: me you know <laughs> we're in yeah. the 2000s baby you know <laughs> um but
1: you know most versions of these films too it's uh, there are points where christian realizes this feels this feels wrong i feel like i'm lying to her this isn't who i really am she doesn't love me for me you know but he also, he's getting what he wants, right? He's getting Roxanne. So he goes, everybody goes along with it because for the most part, you know, people are getting something that they want out of it. Cyrano's, you know, being quote unquote selfless because he's letting, you know, Roxanne be happy. Oh, how romantic, right? Uh, but then after a while, especially when they go to war in the two films, uh, Christian's like, that's it. We have to tell her the truth that she has to decide. Christian, not Cyrano, which is always such a character. Uh, he redeems himself in that moment, I think. And, the, but then he dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why. <laughs> Spoiler he? alert. Yeah.
2: S- uh, in the second, in the latest film. Yeah. I just thought that was suicide.
1: It was kind of suicide. Yeah. yeah.
0: Cause he says like in the, in the, in the 2022 or 21 version, I don't know where you, how you count it, but in the latest no, he says, it's like, we have to give her a choice. And then what does he do? He fucking <laughs> runs <laughs> off and commits suicide.
1: And it's just like, what, what happened to giving her the choice yeah i wonder if that was just like a bad edit i wonder how that happened uh, This cuz
0: this movie was flawed
1: maybe maybe we're not there yet so let's hold let's hold on that um, um
0: but in i know that those so that one uh differs because part of the tragedy of of christian's death is also though that uh roxanne is present on the battlefield when he Mm. dies that is from the actual play she is there she's so so Cyrano they they've been sent off to war Cyrano has been writing daily to roxanne and she's so moved by these letters that she decides i have to go to the battlefield i have to like be there yes and so she goes to the battlefield and when she arrives like usually this is when christian finds out it's like wait a minute i i'm running you every day and he realizes oh my god Cyrano's in love and that's when he gives her he he all, usually uh, Cyrano and Christian decide all right we're gonna have to come clean but before they do Christian dies
1: yeah uh, heroically yeah. too
0: yeah and that's kind well more heroically definitely the 1950s one than the
1: 1951,
0: <laughs> yeah um yes Nesso and so in Roxanne because in Roxanne he just runs off with the with the
1: with barmaid. Yeah, and two. It wasn't like a malice thing, though. It was just. Yeah, it was just like, this hey, this person's weird. more suited for me. So, right. Which actually, I I, I dug that. Um, but yet, Cyrano doesn't want to keep come clean. He wants to kind of like have her be in mourning of Christian, you know, for the rest of her life. I guess. Um, the rest of
0: his life, I guess. And the rest of
1: his life, and yes, uh, other than in Roxanne, it's you know you you almost got to say Cyrano doesn't get the girl, especially in the nineteen fifty one. He doesn't get the girl. He mm. maybe kind of does in this new one, but he does in Roxanne, right? It's a happy ending because, of course, it's the 80s, and I can't think of one not happy ending from a 1980s he, movie. Right.
0: Um, uh, I mean, he comes clean, but like at, when he dies, right? On his deathbed, basically, is what happens. Yes, that's, yeah, and when he's forced to. <laughs> Even so, though like, in the new
1: ha- one, yeah. he still didn't want to come clean. She's like, no, you're dying. Tell me. And he's like, no. I just want to wait. I just wanted to just say real quick, like that was like watching the death
0: scene in, and just like that, like it's just like yo, like there's so much. There's literal nuns here who can like get them to help. You're just here having this um, speech musical right moment. Now. Well, yeah. Let's
1: like- let's at least say that the excuse for this one is that it's 1640. What the hell is 2021's excuse? <laughs> like, come on, bitch, take out your iPhone and call nine one one. Um. All right, so those are the main characters and those are the major arcs. So I really kind of want to hear your thoughts now about the films that we watched. I mean, I know you like Roxanne, right? And we'll, we I will do. talk about Roxanne, but I think the two important ones are the 1951 and this latest one. So right. tell me your thoughts about the 1951. First of all, did all you right. even see a good version of it? Because this is a film that has lapsed into the public domain, so most versions don't have the best quality. Oh, I don't know. I think I was watching it on Tubi. It was okay. good i liked it i thought it was fine okay the quality was fine even okay. uh, even
0: the one that i saw even the one because there were times where like i was switching from like my tv to my computer and on youtube it wasn't terrible like seeing it on a laptop mm. it's not my preferred way of seeing a movie but you know yeah you do what you got to do for this podcast Absolutely. um so i saw them in reverse order i already like i said i was already familiar with the Cyrano story because you've seen so many iterations this this story has just permeated pop culture where like usually every sitcom has an episode where they do the Cyrano
1: yes you Uh, know yeah Mm -hmm. uh
0: I mean one that comes to mind one of my more recent favorite ones was actually Bob's Burgers where Tina is helping Tammy get the new kid in town during spring break
2: yeah the out-of-town boy
0: yeah Yeah. and uh the beef bob or something Boys from Out of Town. Yeah, Boys from Out of Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like that. And and it's just a funny... And again, they, they hit those same beats where they play to the comedy, which is just like, you know, Tammy's voice is so different from from uh, from this girl. And like, the guy says like, oh, your voice changed. You know, but they're always... All these fucking Roxans are so like just blind with lust that they just forgive it. Anyway, my thoughts on the 1950s version is... I I saw it. I think it was fine. I was glad it wasn't a musical. I thought actually, but I did like this guy's performance. I think Jose Ferrer. Jose Ferrer. Yes. I think he was. He was really. Uh, I came out really liking him. I actually liked Roxanne too, to be honest. Oh, Mella Powers. Yeah, I think she was I mean, I didn't love her, but you know, I think the. I I don't know. Like I just it just this it flowed like it flowed nicely. This this film, mm-hmm. right? Is well, I guess what I could say. And uh, again, I was just thinking of all the beats that it hit that were so similar to what I know the story to be, which is just like we're going to meet at the bakery, and uh, he has to like send away the chambermaid or something, whoever or I don't her keeper, her, I don't yeah. know what she is. Yeah, her the one who yeah. makes sure that she's not. She's like, you know, she's like the. You know how, like, back then you had to have a woman with you? Yeah, at all like, time, take care so of you. Not, yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Like, like in Robin Hood, Men in Tights. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The <laughs> one who makes sure that you're not, like, putting out. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Or that you're not being, you know, raped or something. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, rape actually comes up in the 2021.
1: Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, and I was
0: shocked at how they played the relationship between cyrano and the baron in
1: this one right because by the end they kind of yeah this yeah they, they 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 have a mutual respect for each other so that's the thing there's a character uh a comte de guiche i think is how they you say his name mm, who under, is right? yeah. wooing roxanne and roxanne's just like not interested and he gets so jealous that roxanne doesn't love him that he pretty much does send you know cyrano and, and christian to war which is why christian dies however upon Everybody's returned from the war, you know, bygones have become bygones. And at that point, uh, the Comte de Guiche has actually grown to admire Cyrano's like swordsmanship and his Mm -hmm. and his overall panache. Mm -hmm. And to the to the point where he almost almost kind of saved Cyrano's life at the end of the time. He tried. He tried. He tried. Um, You know, so this character was got some redeeming points. He wasn't just like this pure villain, right Uh, which
0: I kind of appreciated. Mm hmm. I guess, in a sense that, like, for there's, because once Christian
1: dies, what is the conflict of the script? Right. Will Cyrano and Roxanne end up together? I guess it is a conflict, but like, it's just
0: like I don't know how I. I guess maybe it's because I just don't like Roxanne. That I'm just like, yeah. I think, I think save yourself the heartache. You're man, like.
1: totally misogynistic, Rolando. What I'm the fuck? not. I'm
0: not because <laughs> oh, if kidding. it were if it was. Uh, if there was a gay version of this, I feel like the Roxanne character is always the one that I'm going to just not like. Which there should be. There should be a hip-hop. There hop is a lesbian version. My better half? The other the, half? Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah, the other half. It's So the way it's set up is that this guy in school has a crush on the girl. Mm. But the girl who's writing the love letters is also in love with her.
1: Oh, okay. I'm watching yeah. this tonight. Uh, so check it out definitely we'll check it out and that's what I'm saying but there's been so many
0: iterations of this right where Mm -hmm. we've just seen just versions of this and uh, I think I think the 1950s one knowing it's
2: uh, it's the half of it the half of it okay half of it
0: cool so knowing so watching the 1950 ones. it's interesting because I just know the story almost so by beat by beat and I just felt like I was just watching the story again beat by beat in black and white with like a strong see or no performance theatrical but strong
1: okay um so it's interesting because the 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 director of the 1951 his name is michael gordon um he's actually known for directing a lot of sex quote in quotation marks sex comedies in the late 50s and six early 60s like pillow talk with rock Mm -hmm. hudson and doris day boys night out move over darling uh but he was also a theater director also fun fact Um, one of his children is the mother of joseph gordon levitt so actually that's his granddad i guess right oh okay interesting Yeah? yeah anyway um but you know it's very much stage on film and again you know jose ferrer he reprised his role to be in this film from the Broadway performance so it is very stagey however there are some really beautiful shots in this film you know after he's kind of emptied the theater and refunded everyone they went home and he's talking to his buddy about his like longings like the camera placement is like from behind something um almost like it's on a shelf and like there's candles in front of it and it's like you're almost like observing them um I just yeah there were just some really great shots that were done in this I think the costumes even though it's black and white and you can't and it i didn't see a blu-ray and you know when i see an old film that's really lovely restored i get to see the details you know when you see a version that hasn't been restored you don't get to see those details but from what i saw it was it was quite lovely um and i actually thought that yeah i agree i thought that the girl mala powers who played roxanne was great but i also really liked christian like william prince when they when he first meets him (laughs) and he's being such a dick like yeah, Cyrano's trying to tell a story, a and all he's doing is saying like Calling all these things, on, like just making puns on puns his on nose. his nose, just like non fucking stop. But then like o- automatically when he's like, hey, you know, let's hug. I'm his brother. Like the shift, and he was just like, oh my gosh, um, which I, I actually so felt that relationship. What? Why, why? Tell me.
0: I don't know because it's just like, just, bro, like you clearly know that this guy's not good news for Roxanne. Yeah. So like just. I just be be a fucking man and just say it's just like Roxanne, like this guy's a douchebag, don't bother.
1: Is just he don't a, waste your time. Is he a douchebag? Or is it, he just not? If that were my first impression of him, I'd be like, Yeah, he's
0: a fucking douchebag. Redeem yourself.
1: And then like <laughs> he'd
0: have to fucking try to redeem himself to me. But like he's not a good friend to Roxanne. He's just not.
1: Well, I I would her, say so. that everyone in in this acts very self selfishly. But that's also how people act in love is selfishly. I don't know. It's like me having problems with the way people act in Cyrano de Bergerac is like me having a problem with Romeo and Juliet when like the whole fucking point is that they're teenagers in love and they're stupid. Right. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that's the point and that's how people are. And like people are stupid in love. Like I've never seen a romance movie where people made decisions that it was 100% behind because people make stupid. People are blind and really just like caught up in the bullshit of it all when they're in love um, except for Rolando so <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love now uh, of course the Roxanne version in 1987 completely contemporizes everything uh, like we said he's a fire chief she's an astronomer all this stuff I do want to highlight one scene where I was just like I don't know if I can be a fan of CD Bales Here is okay, when because they become friends right And really quickly, you know, which is also kind of like, geez, girl, like, really? You're just not gonna look at this guy at all? He's clearly into you. But then he's helping her move in to this house she's renting and he's helping her carry up that heavy ass telescope. But then he stops when she's like telling him something really personal and she doesn't wanna continue. He literally puts it down and says, I'm not gonna move this until you continue and tell me more and more about your personal thing. I'm like, oh my gosh that's a dick move <laughs> you're literally you're gonna make me carry and hold this telescope thing until i, I pry put, personal I, information out of you i don't know if he, he was he trying to be charming more. and it did not yeah. work f- for me at least and i'm yeah. less forgiving of contemporary things because in contemporary world we're yeah, supposed yeah, to know right. better yeah
0: 87 um, so this is 30, uh, 35 it's about yeah it's about age. as old it's as us age. uh uh, yeah, but this I, movie had Shelley
1: Duvall, who I just love. So you know, mm-hmm. um, she I, was like, so she plays like the role of the captain, right? Like
0: his friend, yes, the one who's like pushing him and she's like go express your true feelings. That 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 thing. I actually didn't find Christian attractive. I don't know what the. I didn't find was, him too attractive I didn't either. Find either yeah. Attractive. She's so, more so. I don't know. I actually, I think the most handsome person there was actually Steve Martin.
1: I, well steve martin uh has panache
0: <laughs> he does well he does i think you his panache really comes to shine when he does the his like 20 joke stand-up routine right yeah like that's where you see it like shine as you know a performer uh the way he delivers jokes so i think that was that was good uh i'm trying to think of 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 uh, this one uh, you know i don't know i think it's sweet it's fine and i think i don't know maybe modernizing it is kind of the way we should i don't know if it's like the way we should always go with cyrano
1: bergiac
0: but i don't know compared to like how i felt about the 2022 one well the,
1: the thing that's interesting about at least roxanne is 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 that it's 1987 you know i know people still wrote letters in 1987 but like um The whole, like, people writing letters to woo each other makes sense in 1640. Not so much in 1987. Um, And then it's like, so why couldn't you just, like, be set up with a date at a bar? I don't know. The letter thing, I think, could have been adapted into either a different sort of technological device or You're something. You're right. It would have
0: worked better in the '90s because we would have been writing emails.
1: Yeah, and that's you thing. got mail. <laughs> there's all these. Uh, you got mail and the shop around the corner are kind of like these vaguely inspired versions of Cyrano de Bergerac. Actually, well, two there's people also people who uh, fall in love through letters and stuff. Yeah, the truth about cats and dogs. Yes, actually, there's a. A Cyrano uh, romantic comedy remake is The Ugly Truth with Katherine Heigl. Oh, and uh, Gerard Butler. That was horrible. That movie was so (laughs) So I never saw that, but I do know that that was a Cyrano one. And the victim
2: Um, there was the guy, the Christian character
1: of that. Oh.
2: He was truly really the victim.
1: Oh, interesting. I kind of want to check this out now. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Again, the Cyrano in 1987, too, it didn't really kind of... It didn't feel overly romantic to me. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because I, uh. I also just didn't feel like her... Like I said before, her not really, like, giving him a shot and, like, just immediately going to, like, the, the hot firefighter guy didn't really feel like she ever was... Capable of seeing him in that way, and like at the end, it just kind of felt like she settled, and that just isn't very romantic to me. The idea of settling.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't think she. She. I don't know if I ever got the feeling that she settled as much as she's just like.
2: All this time, you were standing right in front of me.
1: Kind
0: of similar, to, yeah. Like, like, and I didn't even see it. And like, because he kept doing, he kept trying to woo her as Christian, but she knew she was. She kind of was like toying with him a little by the end of it right she knew she knew who cd was as cd you know uh christian had come clean at this point
1: point. Mm-hmm. and yeah. so
0: like he's still pursuing her as she lets it because she's just like she's so now i don't know i she was flattered i think i don't know if i felt figured that like she settled but i guess maybe but like considering i don't know roxanne is always awful <laughs> like i don't like that's it uh, I did like so this. I think this also this portrayal of uh, Cyrano kind of skews a little bit. Um, he's really put, uh, he's really put like a real like a shell on his exterior, right? Like he's really he's a little brutish, because he's really standoffish. Like he's really tired of people just first thing they notice is his nose.
1: Yeah, and also you know Steve Martin's whole comic kind of shtick too is like oh do you that kind of like condescending vibe to him um mm-hmm. and that's what's so funny about about Steve yeah. martin but in a romantic role it's it's a little it's just i don't know again that's probably why i didn't 100 percent believe it and again i think it's a fine movie but did i do i think it's a romantic movie no
0: yeah i think it's a romantic comedy it's my romantic comedy it's,
1: so you actually felt like kind of swooned by it a
0: little bit oh that's good and
1: i don't know if it's nostalgia speaking
0: on that one like rewatching it uh because you know this one they used to play this movie a lot like on like the wb when they were air movies oh would they growing up so i yeah this movie got played so much i that's how yeah yeah, and i used to just watch it every time it was on and i just liked it Mm -hmm. okay and i also you know one of the i mean for me one of the most endearing scenes in this film is like when the chubby kid. Is like, you know, on the roof hiding from the world because like he gets made fun of at school. And like Steve Martin comes to his side and he's just like he tells him, like, well, you know, like, like the pe- people suck basically is his message. And <laughs> yeah. then like the kids, like, well, do we have to go down? I'm like, nah, you could stay with me. I'll stay with you for a little while. And I was just like, that's Aww. so fucking shitty because that's the fucking world we live in.
1: It, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And that's the thing too is that we live in a really shallow world. You know, Roxanne as much as she is an exception, is a product of the world we live in, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Other versions that we're not covering in this episode I just want to mention is uh, Love Letters from 1945 uh, that actually spawned a really popular song called Love Letters, which some of our older audience members might know. You know, uh, Elvis Presley, Ellen John, Nat King Cole have done versions of that song. Uh, There's a 1984 film called Electric Dreams, which is actually Mm. a computer that becomes self-aware and falls in love with a musician. And then oh. wins her for his socially awkward owner. Did we see a scene from that movie? I feel like I've seen a scene from that movie. Mm, in like what grad school? N- maybe. I mean, that kind of sounds like a Roddy movie.
0: Oh, it sounded like a Marson scene.
1: Or Mars Oh, yeah. yeah. Either Roddy or Marsen are teachers. Gerard uh, Gerard Depardieu uh, de started in a 1990 French version, which we should have seen since it was its natural language. But uh, and actually, he won several awards for that and he was nominated for an oscar like i said the ugly truth uh netflix films uh sarah burgess's loser in the half of it um and this newest one which is just simply cyrano in 2021-22 by joe wright joe wright filmmaker of films like pride and prejudice atonement which you mentioned earlier which i like hannah anna Karinna, uh, pan the peter pan film uh darkest oh. hour and now Cyr- Cyrano. I, I, I didn't get every single film in there, but that's like his big, you know, his big hits. Um, yes. Uh, the screenplay was written by Erica Schmidt, who is the wife of Peter Dinklage. And um, there was oh, a, mm-hmm. there was a, actually this was written for the stage. It was a play that they brought to off Broadway just a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. um, they did a couple of stage productions of it. And then they, they decided that they wanted to turn it into a film. You guys have been kind of dropping hints about how you feel about this film, so I kind of just want to give you the floor. I want to let Eddie go because I was, uh, I was shocked that like
0: he was very, very vocal about it while we were watching this film. (laughs) Thank God there were like two other people in the theater with us.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Not a lot of people are seeing it, it seems.
2: Yeah. uh, First of all, I did not do any research beforehand of walking into it because sometimes I like to just be surprised, and boy was I surprised when they started singing did I know it was a musical. I was very upset about that. Um, Peter Dinkage, he just has a presence in every scene that he's in. And everybody else just seems to just fall in the background. Um, so I felt like Roxanne, was the, the, the actress that played her, it was very beautiful. I didn't find her interesting at all. Uh, the, the, the thing that came to my mind was, what does she do for a living? I mean, it's like they're two months in rent arrears in that apartment, and it's like, how does she get money, you know? And is she just home with letters? So I'm just thinking, like, what kind of person is this, too? Uh, yeah. And I just had and, – and, you know, Christian was fine. I felt like they should have developed the, – the, the more in, – the interesting – the scenes that I loved the most and, well, not loved, liked were <laughs> – when the the short moments where where Cyrano and Christian would have like these moments of like where Cyrano was kind of guiding him mm-hmm. on the art of love and just just I felt like they had more chemistry at some point um but I I, I didn't en- I did not enjoy this wow well. and Rolando that's it
0: so I think my biggest beef with this movie was it couldn't tell if it wanted to be a musical or a film. And let's, I I think the musical, the music numbers were kind of like just whack and not memorable. These
2: flaring and like the dance. Yeah. Yeah, The the dance was just like the
0: dance numbers were kind of just like silly. Like, the like, like, and I know that that's such a subjective thing for me to say, but like, I think a lot of people can look at that scene at the bakery when like, the people are dancing. Who's shirtless at a bakery? All right, who's lifting bread like that? It's just—it yeah. was silly. It was silly. It didn't look good. It didn't. It didn't translate visually well. Uh, when you and,
1: when you say things like that, though, that's like people who watch West Side Story and says what gang members are dancing in the streets of New I York. I understand
0: that. I I do, and that's why I said it is completely subjective. But I feel like, come on, you look at that movie. You tell me I don't know. I, I just I'm felt... I, I, but what? but you
2: can tell when when. Uh, well, you just don't like it. Just don't like. I, di- I didn't like this whole thing with the sleeves. All oh, the the swordsmen just like dancing and they're doing the things with the sleeves. I just thought that was idiotic. Um, and yeah, the bakery thing. I just thought like, okay, I know what you're trying to do here, but it's just not coming across essential. It's coming across like now. I'm kind of worried about like your your restaurant rating. You know,
0: <laughs> and and there was a scene also where like we have. Roxanne so turned on by these letters that she's basically just like gyrating on them. And I was just like, ill, Ill? like it was just like, I I don't know. It was just like, wow. It was like, it it really hyper sexualized her in a way that we just didn't need it. Also. My other beef with this
1: film was,
2: you asked uh, for it, Nicole, you asked for it. it.
1: We have a, it's interesting that you said we didn't need it, but I just, that's why I was like, interesting. Why, why don't we want to feel sexual tension? We do need sexual attention. that adds, to but, romance, but was it was a, sexu-
0: was a sexual texture that was just sexualizing her. Uh, she was just getting aroused by these letters and stuff. We're just seeing her and like, okay, all right, I'll, keep going, I mean? keep going. Then we have a musical number in the war where I'm hearing the point of view of all these other soldiers, and I'm just like, I don't give a Fuck about any one of these people. Like, they're they, first of all, like, at up to this point of this movie, we've literally only focused on the three characters Cyrano, Roxanne. And Christian. And now I'm listening to like the backstory of
1: all these other soldiers who I don't care about. Yeah. yeah. This it is was a annoying. fundamental difference between Rolando and I. Rolando's always story first and I'm always atmosphere. It was. Anu- so that yeah. did not bother me because I actually thought that song was very beautiful. And uh, I actually love. They're singing. They're singing. The fact that they that they were bold enough to be like, we're going to put the story on pause just to bring you this musical number because at the end of the day, it's a fucking musical. And there are tropes mm. to the musical that if you're going to complain about the tropes, then you have no business watching a musical. If you're going to complain right. about the tropes of a horror film, you have no business watching a horror film. It applies to all genre films, right? So Fine. I will have but- to claim a lot of some of these things as at least we should maybe think about it just being that they should have gotten a different choreographer, because <laughs> them well, dancing no, in a bakery not, but, but, is fine. I mean, are, are we complaining about the tropes or how they were executed? Exactly. You know, yeah. It's more exactly. Like how executed. Maybe I mean, they I, should I have get, just gotten I, I a different the, choreographer,
2: because yeah, I, I get I get a well, musical. Yeah, but just... this is just,
1: this is what they chose and this is what they packaged and gave me. So, but, but no, but I you were saying of... why are people dancing in a bakery? People are dancing in a bakery because it's a musical. No, you're right. Fine. We're complaining about what we saw.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm complaining about how they how they were dancing. Yeah. In so you did not.
1: Yeah. I actually agree. I think the choreography was. Kind of stupid at times. Um, it
2: looked like, you know, Drag Race
0: when they were just like moving their arms in this most recent episode. Yeah, right. That's what it looked like. And since, since Peter Dinklage can't sing, they gave him the George's treatment, which is just like you're just gonna speak your lines. That's a that's a RuPaul song. reference. You should watch. Yeah, this like the very most recent George's episode, right? Uh, and I was just like, I don't know. Like, I just felt like I kind of I wanted to like this movie. I did all right i like peter dinklage i generally generally speaking i know the Cyrano story and i know it's like yeah this is a a fine story this package together i just came out saying it's just like oh my god i paid full price for this i'm so angry right now
1: yeah that's so okay so i think i'm the the outlier on this one because i thoroughly enjoyed myself i really liked it i thought it was very beautifully shot um, I thought there was an intricate detail to the costumes, which actually I think got nominated for an Oscar this year. Um, I would agree. And that the costumes were gorgeous. There were some really beautiful shots, in particular the love letter sequence, especially when he utilizes a triptych with the three of them. Um, I thought that was really creatively done and really cinematically done, which didn't feel very stagey. It actually felt like it was conceived with cinema in mind. Mm-hmm. Um I thought peter
0: the shot shot with the three of them are like
1: yeah where they're well yeah the one you brought up where she's reading the letters and she's putting it all over her body because also it's 16 fucking 40 you know you couldn't meet with anyone without having that you're the person who watched you in the next room so this is like the hottest thing it's the hottest it's gonna get right and i actually kind of loved that because we never see people in this time frame be sexual Right. She's a fucking woman with needs that are not being met. And the closest thing that her needs are getting met is a fucking letter. I loved that <laughs> because okay. if I was alive then and I was really into someone and they sent me this hot ass letter. Yeah, I'd probably fucking masturbate to it. I loved mm. it. Okay. Um, I thought that Peter Dinklage was absolutely fantastic and he had unbelievable panache. And I thought that the music, although and I'm not a person who thinks music needs to be hummable or anything like that in order to be good I thought the music was pretty great um I yeah I actually have been listening to the soundtrack all day I mean it didn't get nominated for an academy award but again that doesn't mean anything to me it doesn't um and I know a lot of people are saying that the music is weak but the thing about the music is that it's not like I said it's not hummable the goal isn't for them for you to walk out of that movie theater singing the songs right it's supposed to more so what i felt like it was more so subtle and it fitted the story but when i kept listening to it i started healing these these melodies and these motifs that were constant throughout the score and i and i i think the more i sat with it the more i I actually realized how much i enjoyed it um i really thought it was really good i thought christian was great i thought they actually made him a, a really um redeemable christian because like especially you know when they have that sequence in the the balcony and he's about to go kiss her but then he's like this feels wrong like you know he's even has like yeah he's like he has this hesitancy but then of course he does it because that's you know again we talked about this this is when people are in love they they go for it Mm -hmm. um yeah and i did like that musical number of these people who were like write letter give these letters to my the people that i love when i die because why the fuck not <laughs> I'm that type of person That's like if you're gonna do a musical Throw a whole musical number where you go Bowling for no fucking reason like they do In Greece too, uh, Or like a whole sequence at the dance Because why th- it's a musical But this is you know more emotional Sentimental and deeply Romantic musical
0: uh, It felt so manufactured And I was like kind of mad And also just like in terms of like story wise they're singing to this poor kid who just wants to get off this battlefield. Yeah,
1: that's so interesting. I guess, you know, it's, I think you, and this is not like a fault. This is just how you guys looked at it. But you guys were looking at it with a very contemporary mindset. Oh, what, where does she work? Well, it's 1640, you know, like, she probably doesn't have a job actually, which is why there's all this pressure for her to marry that guy. mm -hmm. So that, you know, because she's running out of the money that she either was left with her parents or her parents are just not around anymore. Who knows? Right.
0: Um, Which reminds me, let's get to that guy real quick.
1: The I just wanna, comte de Guiche.
0: Yeah, so I just want to point out real quick, my favorite part about this movie was that cloak that he was walking down the street. Oh, I know, in, right? I was I like, I if would, I was a
1: superhero, that'd be my outfit.
0: I don't even need to be a superhero. I just, I'm, ready, I'm going to a bachelor party this weekend, and I just want that <laughs> to walk around Seattle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> Seattle's always like gloomy, and that's like the perfect outfit. You're just walking around yeah. the city like that. It's a power move, mind you. The song, though, is literally about like him taking what is what everyone wants. He it was a rape song. This song yeah, was about it a, was like, yeah. he, It's It was basically mm-hmm. just like I'm going to I'm going to rape her yeah. one way or another. I want like you're either going to marry me or I'm going to rape you. Basically what he's yeah. And it's interesting <laughs> because
1: know. at first I was like, okay, well they're just they're going more the villain. This guy they're not going to give him any redeeming qualities. Not one. But you know, at the same time. Rapists were more rampant in 1640, <laughs> or at least I mean, someone they're... of his stature would think like that. I think that's so true nowadays. I feel like, oh, yeah, no, you're right. actually get away with
0: it way more nowadays. You're right, you're ever, right. So. But
1: I, I guess it was more so let me rephrase to say it was more part of a culture and more expected of a woman to just, you know, take it. I didn't want to say that because that's kind of, you know. Well, I
0: meant not take it, like, not take the raping, (laughs) but, like, that's it. Like, this is a society that we have built. Yeah, to deal with it.
1: it. Like, this is, I'm a woman, and, you know, and he has expectations, and he's gonna, you know, fulfill those expectations. It was
0: a very sinister... I think, to be he... Look, this character was the flattest. It's not, like, a very... It's He was a villain for the sake of being a villain, almost. Mm -hmm. However, he was my favorite part of the film, to be honest. Fashion-wise, performance-wise, it's not, you know... There was something I did like about seeing this kind of like like the way the French it's it's you know like the way we don't really I don't know we I don't really often see the French uh nobility presented much in my in the media that I consume right mm-hmm. but there is like this flash there is this like kind of flamboyance that they had and like he played it but it wasn't played up for like he's not like an effeminate guy that was just a style back then but like he's still so sinister and masculine yeah. it was it's, i love that juxtaposition right that i love and i i agree with you nicole i think the movie itself was beautifully shot i love like the color toning i love some of the visuals the costuming on this movie was top notch mm-hmm. everything else about it for me just felt so kind of like i don't know not not what i wanted for some I- reason
1: I will agree with you that the choreography. At times, I was like, I would have done that differently. It was just, it was too like. I was too aware of the fact that choreography was happening. <laughs> you know, like it didn't feel organic in the background. I was like, what the hell are these dancers doing? Um, and two, I do agree that Christian did kind of kill himself. Like, why is he running out there and letting himself be shot like that? That was, I yeah, did Christian. agree that that was kind of stupid. Christian um, did a suicide. I do think that everyone else isn't. To the stature of Peter Dinklage's brilliant kind of acting, I mean, he really doesn't embod- embody Cyrano. But I actually really did like Haley Bennett and uh, Christian. I liked, but like, I really actually loved Haley Bennett. Um, I, yeah. I, I, she worked for me. I actually thought like her Roxanne. You know, I could see what what it was that she wanted in life, but I also like saw like the ways that she was lying to herself and Mm -hmm. the ways that yeah she actually was a really really flawed character um but i i guess i like it when a movie is aware of the fact that their characters are flawed and they present them as such instead of like when they're not aware of their characters are flawed it does that make sense no i
0: i know what you mean i i don't disagree with you like i actually she wasn't i didn't hate her Okay, maybe – I feel like my opinions on this movie were, like, coming off very strong. Like, it seems like I hated this movie. I didn't hate this movie. I just came out saying, like, eh, I'm so mad I spent a full-price ticket on this. (laughs) It just reminded me of when we talked about movie prices, right? And, like, uh, like, had I paid the $6, maybe I'd be less mad. But I had to pay a full-price ticket for this. So I'm already, like, kind of ticked off. When it's just, like, this is a movie that I would have been okay watching it on Amazon Prime in my own living room to pause it when i'm just like oh another musical number let me go get myself a cocktail wow yeah we're you know so I mean?
1: we're so different when it comes to movies because actually especially in the triptych when i saw their faces on the big screen and i just saw the composition of the shot i actually was so glad i was in the theater because everything just seemed larger than life as it's supposed to in a theater <laughs> and and the composition was just it really hit home you know like what joe wright's uh, uh efforts were uh-huh. also you, this you... movie uh, i'm sorry uh, I was going to say, don't you like experiencing about with other people?
0: Like, how many people I do, people are the yeah. Theater? And there one? were,
1: no, there were about 15 of us.
0: God, that's way more than there were. But I kid you not, there were two people. Wow, two yeah. Two other people in my theater.
1: Yeah, there were parts where I was laughing with a bunch of other people and stuff. So that's always nice when you're not the only one laughing in a theater. Um, I will say this movie kind of also goes straight for melodrama. And melodrama is another genre where if you if you can't get down with melodrama, then just don't watch it okay like if you can't get down with the tropes of a genre you know then do yourself a favor and do the fans of this genre a favor and don't watch it because then you'll just complain about it melodrama is just uh, reality heightened emotions heightened to the point where it's like oh my gosh if you know i I feel like i'm going to die it's just so overly dramatic and this film just towards the end too (laughs) is so melodramatic especially Mm -hmm. with the death of cyrano uh I could see why you guys didn't like it because I would probably guess you don't like melodrama.
0: I like melodrama. I don't mind. I'm not complaining about the melodrama here.
1: I'm complaining about how you made fun of how, how the ending was like, you compared it to sex in the city.
0: No, I (sighs) guess. Okay. That's not, (laughs) I'm, I was like more so angry with the fact it's just like, she, this is like the pivotal scene where like, he is like trying to tell her, but like he won't, right he's like saying it's like i'm sorry for my pride it got in the way of us but like she before like he's dying she's saying it's like no i'm not gonna let you go i won't let you but she's making no effort into not letting him die i see she's just there waiting with him you know what i mean and i'm just like okay well but like in her
1: defense the nuns the nuns are there like she's what, afraid that if she nuns? runs for help by the time she comes back he'll be dead and she needs to say these things the nuns him. have medical training back then <laughs> you, you know you could scream for help
0: i yeah. just it was no, just i a mean little... i get it i get it That's but
1: it. again you However, know you're, you're thinking too much of a uh, ration you got to be caught up in the drama in terms of the
0: drama <sighs> he lived a hard three lives and like she did not age a day right <laughs> like, <laughs> a hard three uh, three years it was three years well she didn't go to war right yeah. which also i guess is just like what a privileged life we live roxanne um just i got also for it. some reason she just drove me so mad when like they're sitting on the bench and uh so this t- so why is peter dinklage dying because in the 1951s he got attacked that's part of the reason how he dies in he doesn't he doesn't die in roxanne how do, uh, what's it called here he's just like what streaking with consumption or something
1: yeah yeah he has an That's old wound and then yeah it's like slowly like he's deteriorating Okay, not very clear yeah. it's like almost some weird made up movie one yeah. <laughs> he's
0: dying from a cough of some sorts you know <laughs> like we know that much um but he I got mad when like he sits down with her and like I and she goes it's like oh did you bring in my news it's just like oh Roxanne always a fucking selfish one let me fucking <laughs> I was so fucking angry so mad like, I'm glad nothing has changed in those three years. You lost the apparent love of your life, and here you are demanding the news from Cyrano. And I think even there is where they implied the age difference. When she's talking about, like, when they first met, and she was, like, a little kid reading a book, So it's just, like, ill, Cyrano. You're telling me this is when you first fell in love with her? Uh, I might be just reading my own feelings into that one. I'm just...
1: No, I think you're just... I think, I think you need to backpedal on... <laughs> You, you just like bashing Roxanne right now. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's not
0: happening. It was no. so I. But to your point, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike melodramas. I, that's good. I don't, but this one, I don't know something. I don't, I'm never going to rewatch this movie. I wish I would. So I could like pinpoint like all the reasons it's like, this is why I don't like it. And choreography aside, it's not just that it's just like, I think there was just, like, there was something missing. Just something. Maybe, I felt like maybe it had no heart. I know that the music was trying to tell me that it did, but I don't, I never felt
1: it. Interesting. It felt cold at times. Ah, I could see that, you know? Hey, I mean, I did really enjoy this film, and I really love the music. Do I think this was a great movie? I can't say it was great, because it was uneven, and there were things that didn't make sense to me, and also that I kind of didn't, I thought was rather silly. Um, but I also thought that it was so caught up in its old, like, overt romanticism and its melodrama that maybe, yeah, maybe we didn't have enough moments of heart. Um, at the end, too, I just wanted to like slap Cyrano. I'm like, just fucking stop, just stop. What are you doing to yourself? What are you doing to her? What are you doing? You know, just what are you doing? So I, I could see that. I could see that it, it was all so pretty, and it had all of the style, but you know. The substance it just didn't and didn't focus as much on and this film is very kind of stylized to me yeah um but overall i mean i don't know i i like musicals so everything overall did work for me i seem to be though the outlier here because i hear a lot of people aren't too crazy about it um and i guess that's why i got pushed back to late february because you know oh. they didn't i, I mean i don't know to, why but
0: yeah. critics seem to like it and the audience score is actually about the same as the critic score i think they were both 86 86 when i checked this afternoon cuz this, That's this pretty morning, cuz i was just like tell me that i'm not it's not just me and i was going on reddit and like yeah people are pretty forgiving of this movie's flaws which is fine like there's nothing well, wrong with that but
1: i you know why and that it ties into the question was this film needed
0: no i had the answer lined up as soon as game. no this movie wasn't needed. You know why this movie isn't needed? Because the story of Cyrano de Bergiac has permeated pop culture to the point where it's just like, unless you're giving me something fresh, something new that I hadn't thought about with this story, don't bother giving it to me. And trying to do it in the musical format, I guess. I feel like this movie, it, this might have been fine on the stage. Like maybe I, sitting down on the stage and then hearing them sing. Because, like, you know, I think Cyr- when I think of Cyrano, I think of the opera also that they mm. talk about all the time on Frasier. Uh, but <laughs> like, I don't know if I, I, I don't know, but not not this not this film.
1: I'm going to say yes. And my reason is because we've gotten a lot of adaptations, but we've also gotten a lot of contemporizing of this story. We haven't gone back to the original 1640 version of Cyrano de Bergerac that in France and all that stuff and provided a new spin on it. And changing him from just some guy with a big nose to a person who suffers from dwarfism, actually, I thought was a very, very smart take on it. I I think Peter Dinklage um, is fantastic. And I actually do hope that this opens up more doors for people, you know, like CODA is opening more doors for deaf people, you know? I hope this actually makes it realize like, yeah, we actually can have love stories of, you know, with people who look differently than your average fucking movie star. So, yeah, I absolutely think this was needed for that because, like, they're redoing, remaking, rebooting everything. And here's one that actually understands what is at the core of this story and does it in a better way than kind of the original. Okay. I think everyone can relate to not you know that feeling of insecurity and that thing Mm -hmm. that you feel like you know people are going to judge you for you know you don't want a a picture to go public on your profile because of the way you know your neck looks or your teeth look or whatever um and
0: whoa who brought up oh your teeth yeah Yeah, my (laughs) teeth about my teeth i'm just like (laughs) excuse you what you're calling a mighty? I never said anything. Okay, go ahead. <laughs>
1: but yeah, and and just like I don't know, I like I said, I've been listening to the music and just hearing some of the words too, where like there's a song called "Overcome," you know, and how I'm overcome with you, but how I, I know you'll never accept me and how I can never even speak to you because of who I am. I just I don't know. Again, I I thought it was romantic. I thought that Roxanne, you know, you said it was romantic, and I wanted it to be, but I actually thought that this was i mean uh, at times i went a little too hard with the romanticism but i really found this to be romantic
0: mm. and maybe it's because of my, musical you know it, it might be the 1950s one if i had to out well pick Mystery, 1950s one would probably be like the it's just because you know what it, it, uh, i don't know it just didn't diverge from the story too much and it's just like it gave me the plot points that i needed but if I had to give a real recommendation, it's the Wishbone. It's the Wishbone.
1: If you leave this podcast with anything, it's Wishbone. I think Coach, I will I'm put, watch that episode. I am gonna
0: put the link on YouTube, the one that I rewatched for this episode because I was just like, "How much? Like, how much did Wishbone teach me of Cyrano?" And I was rewatching. I am just like, "Oh shit!" Like they gave me like, like that was a really good summary of of of, of Cyrano that they gave me. <laughs> Start rewatching Cyrano That's like I'll join book club If you guys cover books That were covered by Wishbone
1: Well should we cover Wishbone and book club What did you guys think About Cyrano Have you seen any of these Film versions Is there one that we missed That you guys really Wanted us to give a shout out Or maybe you want to Give a shout out too You can reach out to us uh, reach out to us on instagram at remakes reboots revivals we're active on facebook search remakes reboots revivals also youtube you listen to full length uh episodes there we're on twitter at remakes podcast you can email us with any of your thoughts remakes reboots revivals at com. and we have a hotline that we really really want to hear you guys from uh, we get a couple messages here and then but you know we really want a good one we could play on the air so uh rolando what's that number again
0: that number is 862-248-2326. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure I was right reading it right. Uh it's eight six two two four eight two three two six.
1: It's so funny how like this year, you know, last year we were in agreement, like, oh man, these movies suck. But this year it's like I like it, you don't like it. I don't like it, you like it. Like Wait, we're kinda torn. Now now
0: Refresh my memory. Real Death point. on the Nile was oh, the Death on the Nile. Yeah, we like that one. Was so amazing. It. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <and> the <laughs> costumes are amazing. Yeah, another one I have great. I, yeah, I like I'm not. I'm not shady. I think the costume design in this one was spectacular. I just don't think that was enough for me to get my attention. Uh, yeah. Okay. So just these two. Yeah. The most recent ones, I suppose. Let's see what happens for next week when we cover the
1: Batman. Oh boy, it's gonna be a good one, guys. So until next week, stay Stay original. original.